it rips them apart. They're hoping that'll only be a draw so it doesn't hurt. Your defenders, they said, oh, if he gets hit, he's not going to be able to perform. All the, the puzzles, they're coming back together. Yeah. Ten years ago, if you would have said, you know, the bottom half of the team is going to verse you and they're going to play their style of football, they didn't exist. Anto, uh, you're going to tell them what you did to me? Oh, to my okay. face? Listen, by the way, we were playing Billardino. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to beat me. And then what I did... I pulled one of my fast moves. I just hit the <laughs> ball right there on the top of the Billardino and I hit him right on the head. Where Square in the head. Square in the head. Where he deserves it, Randall? And he was right in the eyes. Right Don't they the say between the eyes? like a baby. <laughs> yeah, what did you do to me? Okay. <laughs> I am broadcasting. I said, take it. I said, put some makeup on or just put some spray, some, some Windex some like Windex, the Greeks yeah. did. Right? It fixes everything. Yeah, it fixes Will Windex everything. work? My mom put butter on it. Butter? Yeah. She said, no. What are you on it? What are you on it? She said that's like some old school thing. It's well, like you, you look put like butter a bagel. on it. She's like, it went away she a lot. She's like an English muffin. <laughs> okay, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, here we are again. It could be in the morning some. The five some musketeers plus Nick. Five? Yeah, five well, musketeers. Four oh, four. You actually four musketeers. This guy's not even a musketeer. It's so not three right? of you. So three. Doesn't he look no, like he owns no, like a third division soccer team right now? Third division. The pro group. Yeah, what's going on? We have Wuku. AKA East Peter. Left. To his left is Eminem, AKA Marco Messina. And to his left is MK, also AKA, which stands for also, also known as. I thought you said something else. <laughs> I thought you said something else. As, <laughs> as, 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 <laughs> AKA Il Greco. I like okay. it. I like it. And your friend over here, of course, Antonio, your, uh, the GOAT. Okay. The GOAT. Let's, Let's, get, into Let's get into soccer. Yeah. Yo, Milan, back. On track, back on the on the right place, right? Are you happy with the with how you guys looked against Monza? It was a wild match. You probably could have won two, three, zero. Yeah, sure. Lots of missed chances, but either way, one zero. You get your third win of 2023 in Serie A, and it feels like things are getting better. Not for CDK, but overall for the team. That's not true. I I beg to different for uh, for uh, not for CDK. CDK did, you, did you watch his miss? Doesn't matter. Hmm. CDK, I've never seen anything that bad. CDK about. is on the right time, on the right spot at the right time all the time. The only thing that is missing is the ball going in. But he made the three or <laughs> That's four. That's a big difference. Wait a moment. Let, let me finish. He, he made three or four spectacular defensive uh, uh, plays. He came all the way down. He's an attacking player. It doesn't matter, but he came all the way down to defense to earn his salary, to earn his, his, his stripes. Yes, that's mm. it. He's mm. black, black and red, number one. Number two, I think he's getting into the groove. And number three, I think this guy here is going to come big for us before the end of the season and not the Champions League. For some reasons, I have, I, I have this feeling. I, I wish so he would have that much confidence burst. in himself. He's about to burst. And I when wish he had, burst, I really wish he had be, that. It's going to be something that is not going to be able to be brought back to contain. Is it going to be that good? I think it's going to be that good. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I think it's very hard when you're playing with the weight that he's playing on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. It feels like I think everything that he tries to do goes wrong. Uh, I mean, because you have that ball that he, surely any other player that hit it first time, right in front of the net, you know, he looks frustrated right before he gets the ball. So difficult for him. And Brahim Diaz was doing great. Uh, before the entry. I think once you made the subs, the, the quality went really down for Milan. Mm -hmm. But Monza's a top team. It's the first time that they lost in 2023. They were undefeated at that point. They were in the match. They were within the game. They don't really have a, a great striker because I think Petania, I think he's got two goals and four assists for a striker in Serie A for a team that's pushing the top half of the table. Not good enough. But the way that they play, the organization in the back is, oh. is beautiful to watch. I keep thinking, I'm like, this is a, a team that came from Serie B. They're so well organized, so disciplined. Everyone's in the the motions that they're supposed to be in. For me, when they go into the attack, though, they lose a little bit because I just don't think that they have the quality. 
when you're going up against top, top teams, even though they love to play up. And for me, that's what I like to see. I like the attitude and the mentality that we don't care who you are. We are going to try to play our game no matter what. And they have that sort of mentality just as a few other teams do. I think I think uh, to finish up, Marco, I think AC Milan, AC Milan, uh, they, we're lucky that we pulled that win. It's not a... You know Monza. If you see, if you see the save of Tatarushano, even the, the the lucky bounce off the post on on his uh, on his uh, body, and then the ball goes out. I mean, hey, they were on the game until the last minute, mm-hmm. and they were attacking. You also missed. You had two other I easy know. chances. Theo Hernandez right in front of the net. Yeah, but CDK they don't in front of the net. But they don't count. But what I'm saying is, it's kind of mm-hmm. like kind of like the Tottenham game where you could have scored way yeah. more. It didn't need to be one zero. I mean, you guys will be happy. You just need to win at this point. But I, you know, I think that those are the things to take away. Yeah. And again, going I, with the three-man I, formation. I see huh? this three scorers, <clears throat> one nothing wins, and that's what it counts for us. We're not playing the we're not playing the, the most spectacular soccer that we like used you, to. Then. No, no, a little slightly <laughs> better. We're not playing the most spectacular soccer yeah. that we used to play last year. But this, the, all the the puzzles, they're coming back together. Yeah, I mean, we got Tomori back. We're gonna get uh, yeah. we're gonna get what's his name back. Uh, uh, Manana and Benacer. Manana and Benacer. Maybe, not, maybe, maybe. So. They're coming back, so the group is recompacting, and I think we are we are up to the to the challenge. Yeah, and, so. and it was important just to get that first initial win after that blackout, uh, you know, for the for the majority of the the early season of twenty twenty three, right? Um, you need to be able to get back to the basics. Being able to have you know three games where you don't allow a goal in, when in prior matches you were allowing three goals in the first half, that's a major, major part of how you're going to be able to be successful and win games. If you don't let them score, you have the opportunity, you have the the quality up front. Then, you know, Monza is one of those teams we have to give a lot of credit. No one would have thought they were going to be able to perform the way they did. They have quality in the midfield. I mean, Pessina, Sensi, Rovella. Rovella. Rovella is ready. You know, Rovella is ready. He's He's all over the place. These guys are, you know, national team players Mm -hmm. when healthy, you know. Um, So, they have a solid midfield. I do agree with Marco. the, The... Striker force, they need a little bit more. That's something I'm sure Galliani and Berlusconi will, will address for the next year because they look like they're going to be safe for, for this Serie A season. And this is a historic year. <laughs> well, meaning this is their objective was to not get relegated. Yeah. First year ever for the, the, the team playing in Serie A. I think it's an accomplishment. And uh, you said it also, you know, the way that they play till the end. I mean, they tied versus Inter in the end. Um, I forgot who it was, but they got a penalty in the last minute uh, in another game recently, and uh, were able to tie the game. So they—they're one of those teams that can always be a, a thorn in your side. So it was very important for Milan to be able to to come up with the three points. Yeah. Do, you, do you think uh, Palladino is the next like big Italian coach? He's. I think he needs uh, another year to to really cement himself there. You know, just for me, I feel like you need to ha- be able to do it the second time. Right, and he only mm-hmm. came in six, six or seven games into the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, Sabi who? Aldo? He is Stroppa. Oh, Stroppa! Yeah, he yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. he couldn't take over the team anymore. And one of the really interesting things is I listened to, I read, I was obsessed with the lead up to the match. I read Galliani, Berlusconi, and even Paladinos mm-hmm. all their interviews, and they were talking about how Stroppa came to them and said, "Listen, we need to. I need to go. I, I can't take." this team anymore I'm not giving them enough motivation and when they had to go with Paladino who was the Primavera coach that's a lot of responsibility for him they said that he was like predestinato he was a predestined one day he was going to become the coach but they said you know what maybe it's not a good idea if we give him the match against Juventus so they told him that and he said no 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 I want the team to play against Juventus so even that as a young coach it's got to be 
you know, you have to have a lot of confidence in, your, in yourself. And he speaks a lot about mentality. Mike, what yeah. do you think? No, I thought uh, this Milan, even though they couldn't get the um, seal the deal with two or three goals, I, I'm starting to see that there are some true colors of them managing to bite the bullet and get the job done regardless. Something this season we haven't really seen. They, they've been very topsy-turvy. I think mm. all Milan fans could um, agree on that. So it's good to see that their their colors are slowly coming back. May, maybe a little too what do you, late. What do you think at about the Paladino? But I think Paladino's good. I mean, fly, he's passing with flying colors so far. Look where they are on the table. They're a few points, whatever. I was going to say a few points from Juve, but we all know what happened. But I think it's going to be hard to ward off future few, uh, bigger teams are going to want him i could see like they said six clubs want him have yeah. come contact him but he they've already agreed that he needs another year to stay at monza yeah yeah so they were saying uh, I, I believe it was uh, berlusconi over here that he was saying he already warded off some potential suitors and that that he's going to stay here they have a agreement and all that stuff which is very good because monza we were thinking in the, when they're in Serie B, like oh this would be great having galliani berlusconi back they really they're mm. They really are cultural minds, so it's nice, definitely nice to see them back. And also before this match, uh, Berlusconi and Galliani, Galliani were talking about this match, how it was like it rips them apart. They're hoping that'll only be a draw, so it doesn't hurt. And he also said Milan's in his heart, and Monza slowly getting there. But he Berlusconi, right? Yeah, because Galliani, he grew up. He said that he would go to the matches with his grandfather. He would take him, him to the games. Yeah. He said we'd go to the Duomo, and then we'd go to the games. So for a kid. That watch a team in Serie D, and by the way, you know you know this really well because you're in this business. To go from Serie D to Serie A is an extremely difficult task. Mm -hmm. Number one, and now to not even just be in Serie A because there's teams like Cremonese, right? They get there, it's great, the fans enjoy for a year, but you know they're going to go down. For sure. This is a team that looks serious to be competitive, to try to get into Europe, and of course their ambitions are even greater than that. It's I'm finding parallels also with Lecce, who's another team that makes us extremely proud and finding the link between them. And for me, it kind of goes to like being well run off the pitch because you have ownerships and directors that are winners that have done it before. They're putting a good team at their disposal, players that know the league, players that know the, the country. And for Lecce, uh, for people that don't know, Peter run, you have your own agency, super mm -hmm. agency, right? Correct. And you one day I think you're gonna become a sporting director of a team too. This is like the joke. Oh jokes. boy. One please. of one of your Can't idols wait. has always been Corvino, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. You've always told me about him, who's the director at Lecce. And now he's getting all his success. Mm -hmm. What what's like the history of him? Why why is he like why was he someone for you that you looked at? Well, it's one of these guys that I think that's been around for a long time and He's originally from Lecce. He was at Lecce in the past also, but he he has an eye for talent. And I think the the, the most important thing is that he's open. Uh, you you'll notice, I guess, in my profession, the teams that are more open. And Galliani is another one that is open that will always answer. You know, maybe he doesn't say yes, but he's going to answer you. And and that makes a, a whole lot of a difference when you're talking to these sporting directors because that means they're open. They understand that any little thing could be an opportunity for them. You're saying Galliani's answered you before? Yeah. Can you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Boy. Yeah. Show us so, email. <laughs> text message. Yo, text wait. Message. Antonio's face <laughs> just lit up knowing that you got Galliani's phone number. <laughs> But don't bring anything to winter, okay? You know, no, no, all right, no. so that, I'll take it, Sorry. you know? Continue, continue. No, with the point of the matter is, like, with these top sporting directors, the ones that are are on the top, there's a reason for them. They have a, a certain personality that they're open. They, they allow the little guys to give them, you know, an opportunity or to see what's out there. And I think with Corvino, 
you know, he had a history with Lecce, also with Fiorentina, we know. And then coming back to Lecce, he's originally from there. And when he was a sporting director, even with Lecce, I mean, you have players such as Cuadrado, Luis Muriel, uh, Vlahovic, obviously with Fiorentina. So, like, these are these are players that he's had a particular eye on. And maybe, you know, people can say, if you, if you want to play devil's advocate, oh, you, you know, certain players, you can tell if they're good or, or not good, right? It doesn't take a lot of, of soccer experience to be able to identify. But when you're bringing a player from South America or from another country within another league, you know, you have to also have an, an idea and an eye when it comes to building your roster. And I think number one thing is you have to have clarity and a project as far as, okay, you know, this is what my team needs. This is how we can be successful. This is my coach. I believe in my coach. And there's a whole sporting direction as a director, right? You're you're putting a direction for your team, right? And if you see this Lecce team, it's been built out amazing for this year. In particular. They're the young, I think they're the youngest team in Serie A. Youngest team. I mean, Basquirotto has been Basquirotto, unbelievable. The legend. Finding, you know, like Strefezza's understanding an Strefezza, you know, even Di Francesco. Banda the kid Banda the is, is a thing. They got, they got this kid Cisse that came from mm. Swiss, Switzerland. It was a, you know, a Capo Cananiere over there. And then you also get Colombo, which is a good oh. bit of business Colombo, from Milan. Was, was sold, but it's on loan. Yeah, it's on loan. Yes, it's on loan. But yeah. I was worrying. I said, have, I want this no, guy back. They're gonna, they have an option to buy, and then Milan has an option to rebuy. Mm -hmm. So Ooh. they'll probably I want Colombo back. activate that. Would you, I'm at question, do you think the sporting directors are the unsung heroes 100%. of Serie A? They are. 100%. Because you're seeing these teams that are extremely well run, these sorts of examples, <clears throat> and of course, people are going to get mad that I say this, but on a smaller level, then you look at Juventus, who seems like they have no direction. And yeah. you're a fan of Juventus, you're not a fan of Juventus. If you just put arguments sake aside, it's pretty clear that they don't understand who the, the sporting director. Yeah, they've got Kerubini, right? They switched with Paratici, who wasn't really a number one, mm -hmm. but there's no clear direction that they follow. Yes. They went from different styles. <laughs> they, they went from Allegri to Sarri, to Pirlo, then back to Allegri, which mm -hmm. what you're saying is philosophy-wise, he's not really setting the strings. Yes, and I think that, like you said, the, the sporting director is very important, is the unsung hero. We also have to, there's different factors like everything else, but like when you're Juventus, there's only one expectation to win. So like a lot of times you see that that direction gets kind of lost on one, until something goes right, right? Because Juventus for the past three, four years, so use Juntoli, for example, who didn't win until this point. They're scrambling. With Juntoli, with Napoli, right? He's always done a good job of building that team. Napoli was always a strong team. They had expect not necessarily expectations to win automatically, but they're expected to be in the top four. So there is a little bit of responsibility there. But at the same time, don't forget, this year, when Napoli got rid of Koulibaly, Fabian Ruiz, Insigne, Mertens, uh, Ospina, a lot of Napoli fans were livid, okay? They were upset that the players that they brought in was Farashelia, that they couldn't even pronounce his name. Now, I I think everyone in Napoli can Kim even Ingai. spell his name. Kim they can Ingai, spell right, his right. name. How many kids okay. are going to be named Kvada Kim, after this year? Kim, Kim is Ingai, another one. Kim, Kim is another one where this guy, everyone's like, who who is this guy? And and people were, were upset. Well, Mourinho like, What are we going to do? Mourinho tried to get him yeah, uh, apparently a couple years ago. So, he said he FaceTimed him. Who? He said he was uh, he wanted Kim. I think back at was it Spurs, and they didn't want to pay like an extra couple million. I want to hear from Kvada. I want to see what the, uh, that not, story. Not Kvada, Kim. I Kim. Kim oh, from Kim. Kim, from Kim. Yeah, yeah. It was Kim okay. that he wanted. So hmm. you know that that always plays in part. But 
you have to have the as a sporting director the idea and and have to have clear ideas and yeah. a project and that even goes down to paladino right we were talking about paladino staying at mm -hmm. monza for him it's easy to stay at monza you know mm -hmm. why because he has galliani and berlusconi probably one of the best duos in the soccer business and and having a project and understanding what you're going to be able to do you know it's funny he said that he had to sit berlusconi down at a table and explain to him why uh, back three works these days in Paladino football. Paladino sitting Berlusconi down? Because Berlusconi oh, doesn't brother, like a back brother. three. He wants a back four. He said, listen, football's different these days. You know, because oh number one, God. you know, just because you start with three defenders doesn't mean you defend yeah, yeah. with three defenders. Exactly. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you defend with five or you leave four behind, whatever. But mm -hmm. I think it's funny and he's he's been managing the group um, to a great level. Uh, speaking about Napoli and and, and Quara and Osimhen, I mean... These two guys are on a level that it's becoming repetitive. It's becoming a known fact what they're going to do every single week. And I think now they're the first duo to have double digits in goals, right? I think Osiman has 18 and Kavada has 10 at this point. He scored a spectacular goal. I mean, both of them scored spectacular goals. They constantly lead their team. They win games that they're supposed to win. They really have a chance. Forget about the Scudetto because the Scudetto is done. They have a chance to become one of the top Serie A teams of the past decade, I think. And if you think about it, like think about the last teams that we've had, right? The Juventus of Conte, the Juventus of Allegri. They had, I think, 102 points one season. Um, Inters with Conte, Milan last year. Where do you think this Napoli fits amongst some of like the great teams? Mm, you know what? It's too early <laughs> to put them up with the feeling within the great teams. It's just one season. If they repeat, but you guys were only year, one season. I'm comparing you yeah, to that. Inter was only one season. Grande Mila. We're talking about no, the no, 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 past decade. Oh, the past decade. Past decade. Just to keep it simple. Um, I think with the Juventus, Juventus. I can I can just compare them uh, with uh, the Juventus of Conte. A little bit. Okay, Ando. If Milan last season played Napoli this season, that'd be a good game. But who do you think? Who would you put your money on? Honestly, on AC Milan. Really? Yeah. But Napoli right now have such doesn't a huge matter. gap compared matter. last season. Milan, it was still that also high. depends on competition. Give me, that's, that's give, me, give me the AC Milan, all the healthy squad of AC Milan, and I'll take it. I'll take the really? challenge. I'll, I'll put my bet. No, not on that. No, no. I I think you have to give Juventus number one. If we're talking about the last decade mm -hmm. because of the amount of games, the, the seasons, the seasons that they yeah. won. And even going through different I just meant like a one-off. Like, like the best Juventus yeah, team. Yeah, like the, and the best, best Juventus. The one with Ronaldo and Iguain. Whatever you want to say. And Dybala. Like, I wonder how that team, they would be yeah, such an be incredible a, fight. Listen, this Napoli team, the way that they play <clears throat> is, you so know, cute. calcio champagne, as they say. It's it's a, a real spectacle. So I, I would wish that they would beat the best Juventus team or the best Inter team. Because just the way that they play... It's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. It's definitely the best football. Conte's Cont Cont Inter yeah. was pragmatic. You know, you got that win. But there was beauty. There was a lot of beauty in that. Like, was I enjoyed that oh, team. Yeah, you know, listen, but also the counterattack was, was beautiful with, within Inter because you had Hakimi that was running down the right. Mm. You made that simple Brozovic, find Hakimi, find Lautaro, Lukaku. It, it worked. But this Napoli team, they I think they can, all they, the place. Yeah, they can really get you every which yeah. way. And, it, and it's a joy to watch. And even the subs come in and change the the, mm. the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and Kvara, I think, you know, somebody's. I had a, I have a friend, we know Tim. He argues about, he, he thinks Miami. that Kvara might not be able to, Keep to it repeat up. next year. Well, that's what people so, said in the new year, right? After his first game against Inter where he got beaten up basically by, 
your defenders. They said, oh, if he gets hit, he's not going to be able to perform. But I think now we've seen Kvada enough that you can't call him the Milos Krasic, which a lot of people no, tried yeah. to call him because Milos Krasic did it for... And, but also just the quality. Like, yeah. if you just talk <clears throat> pure quality, yeah. he's got a skill that is almost impossible to stop. And you're seeing it from defenders because you've... Um, sorry. Uh, Serie A is not really a league that they give you a lot of space. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing defenders retreat in their own box they're retreating because they're so scared that if you if he has to beat you he chops you he yeah. does his little moves he could beat you in multiple ways that they force to back up and then he's showing you hey even when you back up on me I'll, i'm not scared to take a shot yeah. i've got that long yeah. range in me i was thinking what another indicator would be how well they do in champions league now compared to how milan did or how juve did or how inter did in champions league because i think that's a pretty well they're playing tomorrow they're now, playing right? Eintracht frankfurt how, how much yeah. do you think they're going to take how much do you think because Napoli I think that they do have the ability to re- yeah. relax a little bit even in the Serie A because the gap is so large how do you think how serious do you think they'll take the Champions League to be honest uh, considering now I, f- I hope ADL went to Spalletti and be like listen it seems like don't, I don't want to say anything but it seems like we're doing good in the Scudetto race now let's I don't want to say lose the focus in the Campionato but let's start shifting something in, in Europe, see what it can happen. Everything's clicking for us. Let's see what we can do. We have great players. And so far, they had a good showing uh, in the group stage of Champions League. How do you think they'll do now, though? I think they'll do good. Time. I think, it's gonna keep, just, I think they're going to keep up with the return. You're confident in this match against Frankfurt, Eintracht Frankfurt? Um, Frankfurt's a very good team, but I think Napoli's going to edge They won them. the Europa League last year. Yeah. No, and they're hey, good. They're Anto, good team. Number one, they're, they're yeah. atmosphere, their atmosphere it's is crazy. It's not a contest. No. Anto, Yo, come you on. said the when same thing about Italy, reaches, North Macedonia, but guess what? You let me just quote you Another something. team is always in it. You Listen, cannot say there's no competition. I was listening to Radio Sportiva a few, a few days ago. I'm not sure who did. I'm going to quote this guy here. Napoli is risking to lose the final of the Champions League. There are people that they believe, firmly believe, that Napoli can make it to the final and lose it. If they lose, it would be a great achievement. But making it to the final, it's what Napoli expectations should be. Because I think the team is there. So it's now hard we're to talking say about expectations, expectations is hard, but yeah. I I can see it. It would not be crazy. Yeah. My only thing is, like, Napoli's amazing. I will still say, though, their defense, right, individually, it scares me when you go up against quality of teams that they can play at such as PSG, Bayern Munich, one of the two will go out, Manchester City. I'm not saying that they can't play the games. They're going to play the games. But we've always, we've seen a few different times that individually the quality, right? And now don't mistake the two because the midfield and the attack does a lot of defensive work, which helps overcompensate and the way that they attack helps them from not having to defend as much. But when you say, I say individual quality, I'm scared that when they get that one on one, it could be the, you will get burnt by some of these top, top we teams. Because we did, Kim's been playing good, but you can pick pinpoint even in both center backs that they made individual errors, a pass here or mess up here. It happens. But my my biggest thing is they're good there, but the depth in defense kind of scares me. So if they get a, the rest of the depth is fine for me, but the depth in defense is the thing that scares me. Who would be their other right back, Beneshinsky in case? Wrong. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think they're good enough in defense for my, for, my, for the let bench. Me tell you something. That's what I'm scared of. Napoli, up to now on the Champions League, they have earned enough respect and enough fear from any one of those big teams. No in one Europe. wants There's, to play Napoli. We agree. There you go. But they're but not that's scared a thousand percent. No one's spank. scared in Europe. That's if a you thing. Can spank spank Liverpool. Liverpool's not playing good. Let's say it as Don't it is. Liverpool's not playing good. It's not BS. No, it's but the beginning of the no, season, Mike, they were, Mike, Mike. They were but okay. they're like eighth place right now. now. Yeah. I'm just saying. We got to call a spade a spade. Isa, listen to me. 
if you can spank Liverpool, if you can spank the teams that you spank all the way up to now, I think they have earned enough respect for teams like Manchester City, whoever makes it, or Bayern Munich, or, or, PSG. or, or PSG. They now gonna go all the way down. They're gonna they're gonna respect Napoli for what they have done up to now. And I'll tell you why. You just give an inch to Napoli, they're going to take it. So I think... I they need to focus first on this game because I don't yeah, think it's as easy. No, it's going to be very tough. It's gonna I be tough honestly game. think that it's going to be a difficult match. Mm -hmm. Champions League, There, we've seen crazy things happen in this. We've yeah. seen Juventus who you never thought they would go out to Lyon, to Porto, to Ajax. And yes, okay, some of those were special seasons that they had. But either way, Lyon knocked out Manchester City, if I'm not mistaken, after they knocked out Juventus. I mean, you want to talk quality? No one would ever predict that. Champions League has those moments, so we can't say that. Many I want to answer Mike, Mike a little, little uh, problem that he Did you just call Mike Little? Little no, problem. his little problem that he had with the Napoli not having the stronger defense. I'll tell you what's the That's problem. That's what I said. I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> That's not a problem. I said that. Paisa, listen to me. Mm. Napoli has got one of the best midfield. In t they got yeah. quality, they, they got power, so and they got grit over there. Once you have a filter like that, you can have a, a slightly less great defense that's and why still get the job done. That's what we mentioned. So this is what is going to happen. Napoli is going to take it. He's going to take it. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Juventus. They won against Spezia 2-0. Wow. Uh, they also, we got, we got to talk about the game against Jesus. Nantes. Uh, in Serie listen, they're getting the wins. They're That's doing true. what they have to do. They, they do got a couple of clean sheets in a row. Beautiful wins, The game right? against Spezia was not, a, was not a good match at all. They looked dead. And the game against Nantes, I mean, I was so annoyed watching that game, watching the Europa League match against them because they're up 1-0, and they have, a, they have a million chances in the game. Bad. And I see people saying they're unlucky, this and mm. that. But for me... It's not enough because I've seen this team do the same thing multiple times where it's like at 1-0, there's not that same urgency to try to get the second goal. Now, did Allegri sit the entire team back? No, he didn't do that. I'm not saying that the entire team sat back. But when you play in Europe and when you play against top teams, teams that are open, that are not scared to go forward, it's very hard, in my opinion, to play on 1-0. You got to be perfect. Yeah. You got to be perfect True. in the back. Hope that no mistakes happen against Fiorentina. If if um, Ranieri's uh, heel wasn't offsides, that game is one one. Exactly. Let's just say that. And it would be fair. Will be fair for me. Yeah. They need to with the especially with the quality that they have with all the players coming back. You can't be happy with just a one zero. And reiterate, they had a lot of chances. They should have won. That game could have ended by a lot. Mm -hmm. But when it doesn't and you don't share that same sense of urgency, you can't look at the excuses and be like, oh, we should have won. Because it's the same old story with Juventus in Europe. And this Europa League is more important than any other competition that they've played in in quite some time because of the implications for qualifying for Champions League. Nantes is a team that, with all due respect to them, they played the counterattack amazing, respect, but... This Juventus side at home, you do one-one against Nantes. I don't want to hear about being unlucky. That's true. It's not good, and I. It's the same old story for Allegri. I feel like it's him changing the momentum. When in reality, if they kept, if they had the same mentality and went and killed the game, I think it would have been a different. Uh, it would have been a different game, different uh, mentality. But 
we know how Allegri is. Once they get a 1-0, they hope for the best, hope the defense doesn't make a mistake. And it's very hard for that to happen nowadays. And not, It works against like Spezia. Exactly, it you, works against in Europe, smaller teams. You, there's not going to be fear in Europe. In Europe, all these small teams have even more motivation to go. So that's what I'm saying for Napoli and Eintracht, by the way. Know, but the thing no. with me is... But Napoli have the complete opposite mentality yeah, where they try to exactly, they go, they kill, They they're try to kill the, the game. game. To you. They'll take the game. And I don't know why Allegri keeps doing that because I, I don't see a future Ooh. in Allegri's philosophy. This is a different kind of football. You can only really kind of get away with that if you have a world-class defense like a BBC that they had. Like Real Madrid. A, like yeah, what Real Madrid will play or something. Yeah. And yeah. not, by the way, oh my God, that that counterattack, they worked into and a deadly. team. They're so quick. I mean, did they study that they that they do this kind of counterattack? Like, was <laughs> it was it even studied? Oh, these guys. Uh, uh, but, but that's what happens. When you're in Europe, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I mean, these teams are not going to just lay down. You know, obviously Europa is a little bit different, but in Champions League, all these teams are feeling good. They're usually at the top of the table. So, like, they have the confidence. They have the mentality. They have their style of play. Mm-hmm. What was interesting, going just back into the Napoli, Eintracht Frankfurt, the coach said, Napoli is doing so great in Serie A because they are the anti-calcio. They play different. so different than the Italian yeah. Makeup Style, DNA, yeah. so yeah. I, that's why maybe Napoli's been able to advance in Champions League. Whereas, unfortunately, a lot of the Italian teams in the last decade or so have not done what they were supposed to do. Aside from point. Atalanta, yeah, that yeah. play more of a more modern or, or no, European style, yeah, yeah. Uh, going ahead. So that's that was interesting. That's an yeah, interesting that's take. Point. But going back to Juventus, it's like Allegri was was kind of ironic in the press conference where he said. I'm a grandfather wanting to see my child grow or my my grandson grow. You know, in fact, my he goes, my grandson I spoke to me, he said, no more one nothings, right? One more one zero. Right. So he was saying, Oh, you know, even though we finished one nothing, you know, I want to see my team go on to win two nothing, three nothing. But the way that he says it for mm-hmm. me is as if, you know, it's on the players to do it. He doesn't want to take the responsibility. And say, Meanwhile, he's getting paid eleven million a year or whatever it is. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Just because you have Di Maria Vlahovic to, oh, and Keza, right, doesn't mean you should automatically go out with a 2 nothing win. Yeah. You got to be able to mold this team and build this team out. And it do, the, the the football, the culture of the past doesn't work anymore. I mean, it's even, time. you know, I not to jump into a whole other thing, but Conte's Tottenham, they don't have the team to win the Premier League. But the games that they have lost, even within the Milan, right, Oh, they got spanked by us. Okay, but what I'm but trying no, to yeah, say, what I'm yeah. trying to say is his defensive pragmatic approach needs to evolve. It doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Mourinho's static, stagnant one nothing win does work. not work anymore. But people say Ancelotti is like that, but Ancelotti, to be fair, Ancelotti, but he has the real players. Madrid. He has good exactly. players. So he's a man. He's a manager. Allegri is more of a manager as well compared. But unfortunately. You should have accepted the Real Madrid job then. Yeah. Don't say no you to the Real Madrid job. So yeah. Marco, let me say something to finish up this stuff here. You guys have the player. Juventus has got the player. He hurts my heart to watch. Di Maria, which is an offensive attacking player. Vlaovic, which is an offensive attacking player. Chiesa, that is an offensive. With the speed and with the quality that they have, waiting on midfield for something to happen and just play the counter. You have the... You have the team use it to the best of their ability. I understand you don't have the player. You have the players. You have the players. Make them run. Make them earn their freaking money. Well, I think that's also part of the problem because I watch how Keza plays and I see the guy defending as a, right. a left back at times. And I think to myself, can you imagine if Kvara 
was defending the way that Chiesa would be defending. Yeah, no way. You know, the energy and, but then, then he has no energy to go and attack. Exactly. And I said, I was shocked that I'm watching this. And for me, listen, they're gonna. everyone's going to be mad at us because we're saying this, right? Juventus, you're getting results right now in Serie A. Good job. You're getting results. Short term. For the rest of the season, Allegri's not going to change his way. You're not sacking the coach. You're not adding new players. They're doing what they have to do. My point is, come the summer, there is no way that they can go forward yeah. anymore like this. It's true. It is. It hurts. Honestly, it hurts to watch them play because of the potential that they could have. When 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 you watch, there was a moment in the Spezia game where Di Maria and Vlahovic are up top, and there is not one midfielder who comes to support them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're just I mean, following orders too. But, but guys, but guys, yeah. that's the problem. Okay, that's, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. But guys, what, what, are we, what are we talking yeah, about? That's all, that's what, all Allegri. What are we talking about? Yeah, it's true. For me, it's absolutely crazy yeah. at this point. And I was a guy that I liked. I think Allegri did a lot of great stuff in the past. He found his moments. He got teams that he managed well. At this point, for the way that Juventus is set up, for the way that football is right now. Juventus should not have this sort of attitude and mentality, and they need to go back to the roots of getting maybe get a younger coach who has new ideas, who wants to bring in younger players, who wants to respect quality. And you lose a game, it's fine. And I don't want to say that I don't like a 1 0 win. It's not even about that. It's the attitude that they play with that's so negative. Mm. That's more so my problem than anything. It, I'm again, like, I'm not arguing that they all sat back against Nantes at 1 0. But you need to score the second goal. You, you know, can't. That would not be a You know why it's bad? You know why it's bad? Because you see these players and you know they can give so much more. Look what and, they did at 1-1. And, and you're stunt, you're like you're like putting a goldfish in a tiny mm-hmm. thing. It can go so much bigger if you put in a bigger tank. Yeah. It's just one of those things. You know Di Maria in the World Cup, he was bowling. But look at one. I think you see him play for Juventus. It's mm. just so sad. Mike, at 1-1, what did Juventus do? Oh, All of a sudden, yeah. my gosh, boom. They, now Crazy. they're attacking. They're going for it. Then, because, oh, team. shit, this is the, look, we messed up. Hey, no, so you're capable to do that, course, to play that kind of style. Why are. don't you play the old freaking game? It's That's what I said. Yeah, it's the coach. It's clock management. It's understanding the management too. Can. The management is a big. This problem. is how we're gonna do it. So, you know, but Peter, we were we, calling for Allegri said for a long time. Remember? No, but, but they can't sack him. They're it's, not gonna. I, sack I would never him. say they're they, not gonna sack him. It makes no sense to sack they're him. They're not now. sacking him. We'll of see course. at the end of the season. End of the season. I don't yeah. know what's to be had. Um, you know, obviously there's other problems also Juventus have to deal with this year. But when Juventus made the decision to go with Allegri, you know, the decision was <laughs> we want we want the one nothing just to be able to win. But now they're not even getting that at, some, at, at times because point. the game has evolved. The game has changed. I mean, 10 years ago, if you would have said, you know, the bottom half of the team is going to verse you and they're going to play their style of football, they didn't exist. Like when Juventus versus, yeah, when Juventus versed, uh, I don't know, back then what it was, but Pescara let, let's something. say a Pescara, you know, Pescara were, were no competition for Juventus. Easily 3 nothing done. You know, yeah. So, just the reason why I brought up the sporting directors before was to say that I think that that's one of the biggest things that Juventus is missing is a top sporting director, mm-hmm. is a top guy that has an idea that has a you know just like when they took they looked at Sampdoria they looked at Sampdoria's incredible results getting towards Champions League and they said Marotta, Marotta yeah. was finding talent. You need to get a guy like that. Yeah. You need to get somebody young or it doesn't have to be young with with a fresh idea of eye for talent, not going out and giving. Big players, these huge contracts like that don't that contest. don't do that don't really perform. That's where I would like to see them go. But it's a conversation for another time. Lautaro Martinez is doing mm. incredible in 2023. Mike, right. what are the stats? You got the stats on you. Mm, let me check them out. Mm. 
But I want him to have that killer instinct while he's checking the stats. At 2-1, you got to close that game. Don't try that little chip. <laughs> That's true. He, that was that was a bad one. Yeah. Uh, but the stats are 13 goals in Serie A. So he's in second place. Right behind, we all know. I don't have to say his name. Osiman. Six of them in 2023. So even though he didn't have the best of World Cup, he came back. And I know you were worried. Oh, because you're like, what's going on? We're, we're not going to be able to sell him if he doesn't play good. But he look, he's looking like a very good player. A lot of confidence. Oh, and since uh, since the World Cup, he scored eight goals in 11 games. All so, comps, that one, right? Yeah, all comps for that one. But Lautaro's looking like a beast, even though Lukaku isn't the same player. Not even a shadow, we got to be honest. Not even a shadow of himself from last season. It's good to see uh, Lautaro. Hopefully, the future Banera of the club, I think he could become one if he stays. And Ooh. he Lautaro. Lautaro? No. Yeah. Banera is the Banera del Inter. There's no such a thing, Lautaro. Give me a break. It's not such a thing, Mike. It's Barella. No, go ahead. You were No, finishing. I mean, I was just going to say that. And um, even though Inter dominated that game in terms of shots and all that, Udine could have made that game very ugly if they were clinical. Oh, yeah. If but, they had a striker. Um, well, the, the goal that we scored 2-1, we should have... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be goal mancato. We should be down by 2-1. Goal mancato, goal subito. No, that was, so that it was, was very close to that, for sure. Well, four against two... Just pass. Mancato. Is it Mancato or is no, Bagliato? Mancato. There's two versions. You can yeah, see. I always, I've always heard Bagliato. Yeah, even the Greek knows. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but whatever. Is that what they say in Bari? In Bari, we say called Sbagliato, called Subito. So you, you, you just said Mancato. <laughs> <laughs> mancato. <laughs> Do you guys see what we deal with here? I think you got the Negroni Sbagliato, right? What is oh. the Negroni? What's the Negroni? You don't know you what don't Negroni know? is? Come the drink? On. Oh, it's a type of drink. No, it's like Campari, no. gin. It does not taste very good. Sweet vermouth. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. This, I don't drink Negroni. If you do Sbagliato, you take the gin away from some Prosecco. Ah, oh, so. You would like that drink. All right. I'm also a Shirley Temple kind of guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> My producer is signaling something to me. He likes Negroni. Negroni is good. No, According to the producer, producer. producer. We'll, we'll get after. Uh, the producer. One day you guys will grow up and you guys have it. The, Enrico said Negroni is good. But I'm not that crazy. I mean, I, tr I remember tasting a couple of times. Oh, no. Can we change subjects? Oh, we we'll change, we we'll change. Anyway, going back to Lautaro, that guy, El Toro. We call you El Greco, El Toro. That guy knows what he's doing with the ball. He... The one thing that I, I get upset about, I think he doesn't have that breakaway speed, but his first touch is so good. That's what's crazy. Like, he's able to trap a ball in the air. His, uh, you know, just his mentality, similar to, like, an Oshiman, who I say, like, goes after everything, he's chases hungry. everything. Hungry, Lautaro's huh? the same way. Like, mm. he's ready to, to, a spit, rabbit dog. to spit blood, you know? As you I said, agree. like, just foaming from the mouth. Like, he wants to get on the ball, and he wants to score. Which layout would be you like know, that. Like, that, that's his mentality. And maybe, you know, I was worried you said it right. Like, he was really, really bad in the World Cup and he didn't score. And I was nervous. He had, maybe he had that penalty that kind of wow. switched no, him back on. And obviously, one. when that he. That was another one of okay. those specials. <laughs> but then he, lo he lost his starting spot. Yeah, yeah, he lost his starting yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. But listen, but then winning it, mm -hmm. winning the World Cup, even if you, you didn't even play one minute. You're still part of that team. You're st mm -hmm. It's still a historic thing. So I think you you leave that experience or have that experience, and you you're a winner. You're yeah. named a winner. Your name is gonna be in history. For sure. And the confidence that you get, and the players that he's played. You play with Lionel Messi, who's probably, you know, for for better or worse, one of the best players to ever play to ever game. play the game. You, that was your teammate. So I think you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, and you come to this Inter team saying, "Hey, I'm wearing the number ten on this Inter team." I need to perform day in and day out. 
and we desperately need him because we don't have, you know, Jaco also has been good, but how Mkhitaryan, long can he last? Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan though, this well. whole My year gosh. because Brozov has been out for a long Yo, time. He was one that I remember us talking about it, saying how much I really liked this signing mm-hmm. and people said, nah, he's done from his time. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's even reinvented himself because he used to be like a trequartista. Mm-hmm. And one funny thing, we were talking about this, like the twerk, Trequartista, a real one doesn't exist no, anymore in this game. Like they've become a more box to box midfield yes. in a three man formation. Mm-hmm. And he's done fantastic. Yeah. Like overall, he's such an important player. Hakan Chaonolu also changing work, his position, man. but Mikatarian, the goal that he scored too, was great. Man, for his age, too. He he's does creative. a lot of he's work. So oh, Mkhitaryan, 33, 34. What is track. it? I think he's around 32, 33, maybe. Maybe older. But 33, I think. What were you going to say? No, and and even now, Brozovic, 34. 34, 34. Wow, wow. Oh, he's old. So, yeah, so um, soccer terms. Soccer Bro- terms. Brozovic is coming back now. He's still not a hundred percent, but he's having a hard time finding his place. Who last year or whenever he was playing with Inter, like you can't take Brozovic out of mm. this team. So finally, I was complaining about it all year last year, and I think if we had someone like Mkhitaryan to be able to. Mm. To add to that mix, to allow Hakan to go into the, that position, uh, yeah, because yeah. we had Gallardini, Aslan, Aslan this year, but not last year. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have one. So but even him, he's not finding that much Aslan space. Is, no, yeah, but yeah. but Aslan is young. He'll he gets he'll his twenty years old. He'll get his time. There might be some movement into the midfield. Inter need to sell, unfortunately. So we have to figure out what happens there. But you know, now you say, hey, Aslani could be the next guy. Chanologlu's moved into this register role and has been amazing even though i do like to see him a little closer to the goal because he has a deadly shot but you know you have a little fluidity in your midfield where you don't have to put in the gallardine and the vecino who all they know how to do is try to to stop the play instead of being able to create and i think in this modern football you have to be able to do you, you have to be a true eight and be both ways defensively channel also if you see him goes in for a sliding tackle goes in but he's such a creative player uh you know moving the ball forward so Mkhitaryan, you know, he, he would be really his 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 job should be the perfect bench player off the bench. You come in and you do a you do your job to replace one of the three. 20, 30 minutes. I play, think right? yeah, and and his I think in the 20, 30 minutes he can give you so much quality. That's true. And and you have someone that has experience. And also the technical ability to move the ball Coming or get a goal. Pete. Coming in for Whether it be for Chanaloglu, whether it be Barella. for Barella, whether it be for even Brozovic and moving Chanaloglu. He doesn't do any stupid moves. He's made some player. stupid moves, but it's fine. You guys have a very important <laughs> game against Porto yes. in the Champions League. <laughs> also from a financial aspect of the team, mm-hmm. going forward in the Champions League and winning these sorts mm-hmm. of matches, it's crucial mm-hmm. for your ownership. Uh, besides the fact that Inter just historically haven't been competitive enough in Champions League, obviously all the things that we know. How do you feel about this match against Porto, which for me, I constantly say that I think the Portuguese League is one of the most underrated because of the the way that their teams perform in Champions League. It's not even fair to say top five leagues anymore. I think they need to be included I mean, because the they sixth. consistently, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, they hop with uh, uh, Ligue 1 back and forth in terms of but coefficient that's points. That's my point. I don't yeah, think that we good. can say you use top five leagues as a reference anymore because of how good they've been, especially yeah. in the Champions League. Contensal knows Inter extremely yeah, well. Excellent. They knocked Juventus out. This yeah. team Porto, obviously different squads. But either way, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, Porto, aside from you you want to say, oh, the Portuguese, uh, Portuguese league is not as good as Serie A. Porto is one of those teams that's every year, year in, year out in Champions League, gets to this round, can even pass this round. So they're a historic team with a lot of confidence, and they have the players to, to match up with any team. 
Consensao, I think, is one of, is is a great coach. What he's been able to do with Porto, he has a little bit of the Italian influence. You see it. He's very pragmatic in his approach, but also has that high press, um, developing into the more modern game. And you know, Portugal historically always been about this free flowing, attack minded game. So they're gonna go after every game. They they're not gonna let you you breathe. And I think with Inzaghi, he's got to really implement this team to say, hey, we need to go out there and play our game. If we're going to start calculating, that's the worst thing yeah, that we can do. If real. we're going to just calculate he loves minutes that, and all this other stuff, you you, <laughs> you got to be scared. So, no, it's true. <laughs> but it's, what, that's not a good how do you, how do you combat tricks, that? So how do you combat that? Inter need to get on that scorecard early. They need to get that second goal. They need to be able to push in They're and, so tough and, defensively and, and be efficient. Inter, unfortunately, are not, not efficient. When we, we take too many shots mm. without converting them. And that, that's going to be an issue in this Champions League because you need to get the, those goals and, and secure the you know the, the team to win. You know, and this is probably obvious, but you go Jekko Lataro. Yes. I think right now you have to. Yeah, Lukaku yeah. still is not where he has to be. And if you need a goal later on or even to give some fresh minutes, Lukaku Pretty can much. come in and, and still give that um, you know spark off the bench because... He might have lost, might as might have lost a little bit on, on the on the pace side of things, but his hold up play and his ability to yeah. to turn the defender. You think still, so? Still, that, I think that's the only thing. I feel like I didn't really see a lot. I think that's the only thing he kept from last season: holding up the ball and passing. Yeah, yeah listen. What, what I've noticed, like he likes to kind of box out or square out, like more of a basketball position almost. Yeah. Where he puts his body such a wide player, you know, strong and wide. It's kind of like you. That it's hard for. Yeah. Nah. Peter is much better than Lukaku. If you've ever seen Peter play, you do that exact thing. It's dirty. It's hard to hack the ball. You never steal the ball. It's hard to hack the ball. He's able to shield his ball, and it's really hard to take it off of him. Obviously, now he personally going into Lukaku at 30 years old coming up, like he has to adapt his game because he's losing that speed. He doesn't have just that power and speed. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to him. But going back to, the, to this Inter-Porto game, is it is it in Portugal or is it in Milan? I don't remember. I believe it's right Porto. Now. So, you know, you're going to be in a hostile environment. It's it's Dragao Stadium. Like, there's there's a lot riding here. No, it's a Demazza. Oh, it's a Demazza. Okay, so that even could, could work in your favor to be able to... Get a good uh, first get the, Both the Milan good, clubs got their good, games good, home good, good start. You know, you could get that good start and then be able to, to finish no, out Milan the job. Milan going away. No, they said you played there first. The first, first, first game. Let me just say something to finish up, Pete. Porto is not a team that I will not take no, very lightly. They spit blood, those guys, man. Number two, somebody was saying, I was listening to Radio Sportiva or another channel. They say that they did not prepare the, the, their league, their, their uh, national league, the way they prepare the Champions League. They, put a, they have an extra spring when they prepare for the Champions League because they're starving for money. Yeah. They want the money. And uh, the way you, you, you just said it very, very nicely before, they, they're going to go to the next round. And I'm afraid that you're going to be a victim this time again. So the same way Juventus was a victim, mm. those guys, they come in with extra effort yeah, and extra tough. energy just to, put, to get the job done. Yeah. So unless you're really like prepared to face that kind of music, <laughs> it's going to be tough. They're so, going to play like a non against what you. Would you what kind of, how many chances would you give yourself? One, one to 100? 10%, 20%? No, percentage? No, that's no, very no. low. I think, yeah, seriously. Listen, I think... <laughs> you guys going to pass the turn? You're going to go move forward? I, yes think or not? I think Inter will pass the, the turn. It's not going to be easy, but we'll pass the turn. 
You guys the, translate the from term, Italian yeah, to no. English. Oh, no, sorry. The round, the round. Turns, right? yeah, yeah, we yeah, say yeah. round, round in English. Round. Okay. Okay. You're going to pass the round. I think, Inter, I think Inter will pass the round. Um, when we were, were getting uh, Porto, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot better than getting Manchester City, PSG, Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, right? Even though we couldn't get Bayern. But in any case, this Inter team, when they play in Europe, Mm-hmm. They've put up some good performances. So I think, you know, to a certain extent, Inzaghi gets caught up when the other team doesn't play their game and then he's just trying to keep to this one nothing. But in Europe, we've seen that he's been able to be proactive. The only issue with Inter... Barcelona. Yeah, versus That was Barcelona. a great game. But the second half... Yo, yeah. My friend Gaetano, you, he said it very, very nicely the other day. He's the problem. Inzaghi is the problem. <laughs> second, let him finish. We're, we're going back. Sao. We said this Conce last Sao week. is going to outplay him. They were ex-teammates, by the way, or were teammates. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> Give your percentage. No, my percentage is 60%. 60%? It's not, you don't have That's a lot of confidence lower. in Inter. That's you do not have a lot of confidence. You 20%. <laughs> I was going to say 55 or 60. Really? 60%. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say 70. I'd be conserv- no. I'm conservative. I don't know. The Porto's going to be, it's gonna be like a one. It's going to be won by a so one I was, margin, I was watching some videos uh, on Porto, uh, some tactical videos on them, and they say one of the weaknesses that they've been showing lately is uh, their build out from the back. They concede a lot from that. And that's uh, one of the weaknesses. So I think Inter with the press, with the way that they go forward, that could be the key for them on how you're able to win the match. But let's see, hopefully another Italian team. Hopefully we get two good performances. What do we want to do before we end? There's Jose Mourinho was uh, pretty critical after the match with the Roma fans. He's mad that they keep booing. Mm. He said that he doesn't like that the stadium, especially with a young kid like Bove, that they boo. He said it's not doing any help to them and uh, for the way that they're performing, for what they're trying to achieve. He seems very frustrated, though. And really from the Roma fans, I, I wasn't expecting a lot of the the jeers and the boos because, I mean, they're they're forward in uh, their they're, they're right place. there in Serie A to qualify for Champions League. Uh, maybe the performances are not that great. It's, it's not. Without without Tammy Abraham, without Pellegrini, without Dybala, there's a certain level of quality that's not there. But they were able to get the win. So Bakken scored a goal, right? They that's, call him Goldbakken, by the way. That's Goldbakken. a new nickname. Yeah, he's got to score more than one goal. <laughs> Hold on to be called that. He's got the same number as Zaniolo, though. Same number of goals as him. But uh, that's that's my only thing is, is the yeah. lack of quality that's there without them. So it's not an easy game for them against Verona that they were able to win. But yeah, this Mourinho being very mad. I don't know. It gives me a little fear on what could happen in the summer with him. Obviously, it'll depend I on where they end. I don't like the frustration. It scares I mean, me. The thing yeah. with uh, Roma is we all talked about how their Piazza is very tough and hard to be on the side of the fans all the time. But they and keep them happy. Him. They, they went nuts. I for think him. with Roma, it's it seems like okay, Mourinho, we gave you enough time. I get maybe you don't have the whole team healthy and stuff, but the way their performance, it does not look good. They play he plays similar to a legged kind of style, and it's not fun to watch. And I feel like they're kind of fed up with that. And yeah, I get it. They're the right by top four. It's for the taking and stuff. But they want to see good football. But they have the character. I don't know. I see when I see Roma play, what, I what feel like character? it's a team that's that's got a lot of desire tough? in their heart. That's 
for me, even more than than Juventus, like because there's a different level of quality between the two teams, for sure. Yeah, like that's one thing that needs to be said. But I don't know. I see in Jose's team that they've got this sort of fight, and you know he's had to develop a lot of young players, which I think you know he deserves a lot of credit for that. He's forced to, but he's also has to be relying on on like a guy like DiBala, who's the game changer of the game, and a Tammy Abraham, who, if we're being honest, is not scoring goals like he should be. A so bit too reliant. You though. add you add all of those things, but that's the reality of the team. Like that's what they had to do is. But also, also to get in. there's players that haven't performed too. But when they, but they, to and they it, weren't know? even there in this last match. Yeah, I know. So when Tammy's not performing like he did last season, Pellegrini's not performing like he did last season. So how can we get season? mad at Jose Mourinho for the way that they're playing? Well, the, if you watch the match, they don't play attractive. To well, be let's, be, got, let's call it as the whole season. Think, they don't play good Mike, football. I, I think it's a result-driven coach, the same yeah. way like Allegri. I see a lot more passion on the Roma than I see in the Juventus. I Juventus has got the potential well. and it's got all the I mean, if you compare the Juve in terms of that, it can't be that good. You said he's like Allegri. But for me, I see I see I don't know why. I see a desire, a special kind of desire in the team. the passion for the game. It's hard for me to watch the games. For the game, Mike. I, I think, think I think the Roma fans when they first heard Mourinho, they were ecstatic, right? Because yeah. they say, "Oh, he can take us to the promised land, almost mm. right, to win the scudetto." But he's coaching like Allegri. But besides coaching like Allegri, <laughs> you have I, to re- I don't even. But for me, Mourinho <laughs> and Allegri don't go in the same conversation. No, but what, I think what, they're in a similar what, conversation. What, what, what I have to say trash. is what I, what I have to say <laughs> is that you know, for this Roma, the fans obviously think Mourinho triplete, winning Champions League. You know uh, all his success in England and in Spain, so you say okay, automatically that translates. But they didn't realize that his methods and his ways don't add up to that fantastic football or yeah. what we've been watching now in this more modern style of playing this free-flowing, attack-minded, high-pressing, and so on and so forth. Plus, this is really Mourinho's first challenge where he doesn't have a blank checkbook. Oh, Porto, Porto, yeah, Porto didn't know yeah but Porto they're a good team though they're a good team Porto. Porto we're talking about 20 years ago guys yeah, 20 years ago true. soccer was completely different yeah. the way that you played this game was that completely different that philosophy and worked back then. he might not have had a, a nice book but he had some top players Deco Carvalho yeah. Pe- uh, was Pepe on the team I don't remember but you had a bunch of guys that played football and were like top guys to then go on into Chelsea and all these other things so he had he had a good team Obviously, he didn't have the blank check. He was able to win, and he did it, and he deserved it. I still consider Mourinho one of the best coaches. For sure. Also, as a manager, you? mentally. That's yes. it. That's about you. With That's Inter, I, I do as well. With Inter, no, he, on, he had to do what he had to do with Porto and, and so on. I just love but, the edge that he gives to his teams. Yeah. Like, they, they feel like there's a desire. There's a fire within them. And for me, that matters. Like, he makes them all have this, like, us against the world mentality. And yeah, maybe at times it's not beautiful to certain people. But when you look at the reality of Roma, of at where times, the team is. Are you yes. sugarcoating it? No, I'm not. I don't think I am. Because but, look at the team that he has. Like, the defense, the defense, in all honesty, so many of their players, if you look individually, where else should they be? What, what, what higher on the table should they be, Mike? No, no, I'm not saying that. On paper, I'm sa- on paper no, is no, Napoli no. better than them. On paper, on paper is Napoli better no, than no. players. No, no, Napoli have better players. Okay, yeah. I'm asking Mike. Yeah, are Juventus better than them on paper? Juventus better than them on paper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are Milan better yeah. than them on yes. paper? Yeah. Are okay. Inter better than them at on paper? On paper. Yes, but, but it's not being played on. But paper. I know. But I'm saying okay. player wise. I'm not saying the quality wise. I get the okay. result. I forget about with, paper. I agreed with everyone with so, the result. So that my thing is like he's there. He he could get Champions get, League no, this season. No, 100. It just 
the style they it's not attractive and if you're not winning convincingly which to be honest they have and look at their past results one goal here yeah but the roma the fans the, are gonna the roma fans are being a little too harsh i think that's what I, I agree they're that. always harsh he's though. saying hey so that's how they this are roma they team, where are we uh three points away from second we're in champions league yeah. right if we were to end now no one's catching napoli and we're right in the zone with everybody else so mm. what are we complaining about if it's the way that we're playing like I said, it's a matter of then you don't know who Mourinho is. You yeah. don't know how no, he plays. So that's that's him. And what happened? No, what I feel like you're going to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know. No, no, no. 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 No, this is where we are. Beggar can this be is choosers. what it is. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into Champions League <laughs> and, and, we, wrong, and we worry about it next year. But it could be also a way for him to say, hey, I'm reevaluating. Maybe it's time for me to, That's my only fear. to start going. I am 100% on Mike's side. This is one of those rare, t- rare times. I feel wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he said it all the time right. People, people, they go to the stadium to enjoy watching the game. Paying their when me and money. Enrico, we go to Villa Bate, <laughs> to get the, the coffee and the croissant, we expect quality. We go you get a croissant in Villa Bata. We go to get the you get cornetto. Cornetto, we ah. get the cornetto. But we, when you go over there, you expecting quality. You go over there to quality. You don't want to pay something. Mike, this is the guy that's agreeing you with you. You do not want to so pay <laughs> for something that is not good. <laughs> okay, so Mike, <laughs> I agree with you. There you go. It says it all. So I get I, it, I get it. It is what it is. Guys. Those uh, two guys, Allegri and, and Mourinho, they're not cutting the master for me. Yeah, fast, that's right? it. Guys, last thing. Let's talk about Fiorentina. Oh. You can what? cut out my boy Sari like that? Yeah, let's talk about Fiorentina first. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay. I have the a last thing, bro. And last thing, yo, they they were uh, they wow. played a decent game. They tied the game five minutes before the end. It's just that the the, the, the Fosseria they're not really behind the project and uh, they to me, they seem to be a little bit more ungr- a little ungrateful to what's going on with the team. Well, the team is not performing in Serie A, yeah, they're Anto. They're not doing well. They're not doing well. Anto, they're way it below be in the table than where they should be. <sighs> and if they didn't get that goal, I don't even know what was going to happen uh, in Florence because there's high tensions from the fans to the ownership. The way that the team is playing, too, it's like Italiano was a coach that we all really regarded last year. And there's so many different problems, right, within within the team, right? Um the you know he starts Jovic who Jovic looks like he can't score and said yeah Cabral has been better you know and they can't it's so weird that their conference league form and their city form is completely different and then sometimes Icona you know this Icona when they got him I thought man he's gonna be such a good player and then he lacks quality in in moments where I'm scratching my head saying I can't figure him out I don't know what what he is and there's a lot of similar players in that same role as their as their wingers who their output is not enough and their output from all of the players is not enough. Even the midfield, which again, even on paper, you know, Amrabat, who was at fault on the goal, you don't expect such things. And Italiano maybe being tactically a little bit rigid at this point, you know, maybe play Jovic and Cabral together. Maybe allow Cabral to start in the match. You know what, Marco? They are, they are technically, they are six to seven points away for, for being on on the wafer on the wafer uh, cast too. That's true. Yeah, six seven points, eight points. Stop. So they are no, a bad stretch. Europa League or Conference? League? Europa League. 
So what I'm saying they're is... They're in 14th place okay. with 25 points. Okay. No, they're they're very off. I mean, Sixth place, Atalanta is with 41, 41 points. points. Oh, so 28 to 40. All right, it's 10 points. Forget no, it's it. not. It's more than that. 16 points. 16, oh, yeah. crap. Anyway, I'm talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they had a bad stretch. They had a bad stretch. The team should not be in 14th place. This guy just changes over. Oh, my God. That was like double argument. I thought they were a little higher than that. But anyway, I guess I'm not looking at the numbers. What I see is... Um, there's a lot of distractions with this Fiorentina team. There's a lot of issues that come up, and then all of a sudden they get harped on. And then this is Italiano's first season having to manage three competitions. Okay, so uh, you, you know you have the Conference League, where usually the you know that eighth place team there was never in a or there was, but in recent times there wasn't this um, Eu- European competition such as a Conference League. Mm. And you don't have the roster size to be able to manage all three. And especially Italiano, who you said is very rigid in his formation and his players, you can tell when he changes players, the quality of mm. the game goes down. So like that's a very difficult thing that a lot of people don't realize. When you have to be able to manage the players' energy levels, forget about the mental side, but even understanding who's ready, who's 100%, who's focused. You know, a player also, like anybody else, Healthy. I have to be healthy Mm. mentally. You know, when you're physically low, your mind doesn't work as well. So there's a lot of things that you have to be able to evaluate. So I think that plays into effect this year where Italiano's first year dealing with three competitions. And then, like like you said from the beginning, it starts from the top to the bottom. You know, everything has to be for the project and you need the results. So we can talk all we want about Allegri, yada, yada, yada. But if, if you're winning... No mm. one's complaining. Sure. And that's yeah. got to be priority. But it's so weird for me because I, I it's really hard to understand how you can go from mid-season, uh, I'm sorry, mid-week, winning 4 nothing versus a Braga, okay? We were talking Braga's about... Braga's not a bad team. We're man. talking about Portugal and, and how dangerous, you know, uh, Sporting, Porto. Well, Braga's right there. They're in third, fourth third place. place. Okay? Yeah, when they were going so, into the game. Fiorentina wins 4 nothing mid-week and they can't beat very Empoli very or 1-1. So... You know, maybe it's also the tension in the stadium. The fan base we is, need the is a very difficult fan yeah. base because they're another one, uh, kind of like let's just say Roma as a comparison, yeah. where they they expect they a lot, demand, even though demand. that the team's quality is probably not there. They want to win, like they they just have it inside of them that they they grew up with incredible teams. They grew up with a team that they see as competitive. Yeah, and you're like Batistuta. Yeah, but that was then. Even the they grew up. But they grew up maybe five or six times. They're one of the seven sisters, right? They always call them the seven sisters. Uh, so yeah, they yeah. see themselves there and they have a high standard. So to be in 14th place, half of where they would want it's to be, true, the true. fan base is not happy. And they're. I think they're extremely tense. Like they yeah. are on them at every minute. And, you know, I could kind of feel it during the game. When, when I'm watching the players, they're like, they're like agitated a yeah. little bit. And... Because they're playing at home, because also it was a Tuscan Derby, maybe that's that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching that, and you have to imagine working in, in an environment like that, such a stressful environment. Yeah. Of course, this is a football. That's what you sign up for. But it seems to be there's even more for this club. And on top of that, it's going to be tough when you're playing in Europe. Other than you have Serie A, you know, four-day four, yeah. four break over there. It's, it's always going to be tough. That's the thing. Coppa Italia, they're doing great. They're Peter, in the semifinals. No, yeah, yeah. They're well. Well. And they really have a great opportunity to go... All respect to Cremonese because they knocked on Napoli and Roma, but 
They have a, they have a great shot of going into the final. Yeah. And then in the final, you never know what happens. They could win another, not win another trophy, sorry. They could win a trophy this season. It's a huge you, thing. You need, I hope they do, to be honest with you. I just hope they do. It would be but great. even in the conference league, nice. they could go great. far in the conference league. They, I mean, if they keep playing Jovic, Jovic is on do. fire there. Listen, you, you need to have an approach. The same way that a coach has a certain approach to each individual player or to the group, you need to have the same approach as a club where whether it be the sporting direct, direction or the way that you're going to be able to focus in and say, hey, this is the reality. If you don't want to take any blame, you're not going to be able to go forward. You have to realize your mistakes and be able to come to a middle ground. In the end, if you just see it one way or the other way, then nothing's going to ever be solved. You need mm -hmm. to be able to understand, hey, what isn't working? What isn't working? How do we address it? How do we fix it? Mike, what you got about Lazio since you want to speak well, about Lazio first? I like spreading my love to all the teams, you know. So what you got? Tell us. Flop, what's what's on your mind? To all teams. Look at his bracelet. What, what's on your mind about Lazio? Oh, you want a Lazio bracelet? Uh, I don't know. I got Inter bracelet. Inter. Oh, this is Atalanta. <laughs> uh, so Lazio won 2-0 against Alerindana. But the news is Chido Immobile is back and scoring. Right now he has three goals in two games. And he also broke an amazing record recently. And I got to read you guys a list. What is it? Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, wait, why? <laughs> let me go to it right now. But I mean, he got the layout so the last the, few games. So Immobile right now, he's eighth in most goals in Serie A history with 191. You know the player above him? Who it is? Roberto Baggio with 205 goals. And he got Totti. Uh, uh, then uh, we have, no, he passed Totti. Uh, then Di Natale in six. <laughs> uh, Meazza in fourth. Nordal in, uh, with 225. And uh, it just goes to show that, uh, okay, I don't want to say that he can, uh, how much he can pass, but how much higher do you think he, he can go on the list? He has 191 now. Let's say Giuseppe Meazza has 200, uh, he has 216 in fourth place. Do you think he can, that's, 25 goals. So, so Matteo Bonetti said one of the funniest things, and I think this is uh, this is always going to be in my second, this is going to always be in my mind about uh, about Immobile now. He says stats will look back on Chido Immobile kinder than any other player in history. That's true. Kinder. Yes. Kind of. can a freaking score on the, in the Italian national team. You understand what he's saying? No, no. He's, saying that, he's saying that in the history, they're going to look back at Immobile and yeah, they're going to see the number of goals. Such a goal. and, but, I mean, listen, in Serie A, he's done his job. He scores a lot of goals. But then when you hear against Baggio and you hear against Totti, we think about high-pressure moments. We think about the goals that they scored in big games. We think about what they went to the national team. Or respect to Immobile, though. He know he he does a great job at scoring these these types of goals. I knew he was going to score against Salernitana. Like it's it's a given that he was going to do that. Uh, so credit to him. Listen, let him do that. But I guess for me, this is just my single opinion. You got to take these sorts of uh, stats with a grain of salt because he would never be above Totti for me in in any ranking. Well, no, no. He would not be above Totti. Totti's number two. Totti's, oh, I thought you said he's a, he passed Totti. Totti's two hundred fifty goals. He needs uh fifty nine goals to pass Piero? him. Yes. Who's wow. number one? Yeah. That, that silence was... Even though he's more of a number nine. Number one is Piola, 274. Yeah. How... But passing Baggio is crazy. Where can he rank? He's 191 goals. Totti's 250. Nordal is 225. You uh, think a little lower than that? I think he gets to 245. 
Listen, no. But he's still right young. Adulty, third. He's still young. young. Yo, that's he's, what I'm a, he's a player that's going to play check. in Serie A. I no, think he's going to be one of those guys that yeah, plays yeah. until like Pelissier. Remember Pelissier? For 40. Was like Remember Pelissier was like around was like forever? 32, I think he'll be one of those guys. He's 33. But he can play. I think he can play. He's a long. I think he can play another four years and he'll get around 10 goals each. Get 40. Then he'll go to a smaller. Then he'll go to a lower league team. He's going to sniff out goals. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. Just like he was on his first goal. Yeah, I mean, he could also do that. If he's there, then it doesn't make the list. That's anyway, what else you got about Austin, Mike? Uh, no, that they won 2-0. Two, two they Wait, also won a, midweek there, there against was a good, Bruges. There was a good zero. quarter from uh, Sadri, actually. Maybe that was that's a good talking point, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, he said, what was the quote? It was like, if managers uh, really uh, won games, they then they'd, the be, they'd make uh, $100 million or something. Yeah, I have it here. It's, if managers actually made a difference, we would earn $100 million a year, and the players only 100000 What do you that's think, Sadri some money. Why is he saying 100000 What do you think, Pete? Listen, I think it's a dumb statement. No, I, uh, I don't know. I agree to a certain extent. Yeah, Listen, certain the manager extent. is very important, but in the end, if you don't have the players to do what you want to, to, to score or to so win the game. let me blame the players. That's what it is, right? No, I don't think it it's is. let me blame it the is. players. It is, it is. So. Maybe he's taking mm. away a little bit of the, the blame. That's one thing, but it's true. That doesn't sound like him. No. All I know is it was a joke. He's a master of blaming somebody else for all his shortfalls. Yes. That guy. But Listen, I think I think there's, don't there's have, truth to the true, statement. But but that's what I'm saying. It's true. Yeah. But it's if not. If you don't have the players, you're not going to win. Exaggerated as he's saying. Listen, there's a big there's there's a lot of teams you could look at. I mean, think about like Ancelotti, what he did at Everton, for example. Right? Wasn't a good fit. You know, paying maybe getting uh, for Everton, spending so much money on on Ancelotti doesn't really make a lot of sense because he's really good. You you have to understand the expectations. You have to understand the project. You have to understand what you have at your disposal. Um, certain like even in Antonio Conte, for me, he's also showing lately, and it's not a, a fact, a, a serious statement, but for me, he's better with worse players, kind of like he gets the most out of players who are not as talented. Whereas if you get really big names. Maybe it doesn't work because he's so demanding. Or Gasperini, for example. Again, I'm not saying this that I 100% believe it, but no. you know, Gasperini maybe in a top team doesn't get away with what he does with this team because of the way that he demands from young players, because of the coaching set, training sessions that he has. So there's some truth to it, but it's definitely very exaggerated, and it sounds more like an excuse than a real statement. And uh, to finish it off, a uh, nice little fun bit of Serie uh, cultural news. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Brescia have been performing very well recently. And we all know Cellino pretty well. He's been in Serie A here and there. He's very superstitious, like ve- like many Italians that I think we all know, right, Anto? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he brought in a priest to uh, oh conduct an exorcism in the training ground. So I he can take away the bad luck. Cause, uh, plus, he doesn't let any player wear number 17 because it's bad luck. It's like the number seven in Italy or whatever. They right. 17 is it's bad like luck. 13. Well, 13. It's like 13. Yeah, yeah it's like 13. Yeah. In I Italy, seven. 17 is bad luck. 13, yeah, 13 is good, is good luck. luck, actually. But yeah. unfortunately, maybe the priest did something wrong. They ended up losing that day <laughs> to Benavento. So maybe, maybe it was just a one-off. Maybe we'll the, maybe the, the, the exorcism was not really the, the, the good one. So anyway, yeah. I have maybe a they got to get better players. They got to get somebody from Bari. <laughs> Paisa, I have a good news for you. Giuseppe Rossi is going to be just playing. Or yeah. spas, okay? Spa, that is the news. Forget about the BS That's and Cellino right. and abrasion and all the stuff. This is good news. Pete, tell Giuseppe that we love it. And then we are expecting nothing we're, but we're the happy. best for him. We're happy for Spa, for Giuseppe Rossi. That's and it. there's a Greek on there, Fed Fazidis. So I'm watching them very <laughs> closely. Fed Fazidis. Fed Fazidis. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, he's a half Greek. Fed. It's, not, it's like Fed and Fazidis <laughs> together, right? 
Fatsidis? Uh, sort of. Pete, you represented Giuseppe yes. in the deal, right? Yes. Anything you could tell us about it? No, it, listen, it was sure something that know. he had from last year. <laughs> so this is just a continuation of this year. And, you know, Spal right now, they're in relegation zone. So mm-hmm. it was important for him to, to join this team and give his support with his experience, but then also with his ability on the field to be able to maybe change a game or, or get that goal when need be. Yeah. Best of luck to Rossi. Hopefully he scores uh, a bowl of goals. PR statement right this there. Is what Fiorentina, <laughs> from Yo, this is what Fiorentina needs. This is what Fiorentina needed to, oh. to get the job done. I love I love that he does, that he always has this fire inside of him. Like yes. that, that he's he, a winner. He's he a wants winner. to go out on the top. Instead like of sure. Jovic and uh, Capital. Give me a break. And Give Blauvich. me a break. <laughs> You had it right there, John. I wish you would have listened to me. <laughs> All right, guys. As always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Business. Chata, we have unfinished business. We have unfinished business. I got to give you a bruise on your face oh. now. And Forza Rossi, baby. We have unfinished business.